another day. All right, let's ride. Yeah, man, back, back, back at the fact. It's been a long, long, long time since I've been able to sit down and do this. But welcome back to the No Playing This Ride podcast. Uh, welcome to it. If you've ever been here before, and if you've never been here before, I'm glad you're here either way. So you may or may not be able to hear me, but at this point, I don't care. I haven't done this in a long time. I'm probably going to be rusty, but it was important that I had to... The, to take the time, opportunity to do this, to see if I can get it right. So that's why I'm talking to you right now. Because I'm, I'm leading a, a slightly different lifestyle. I'm, in a, I'm a different man in a different land. I am officially, officially a black man in Japan. And I like this shit. I really, really do. Um, I've been meaning to get back and do this, but I haven't been able to because, you know, timing wasn't right. I don't have things set up all the way. I'm trying to get the family moved over here, and there's just a lot of stuff going on. So I know the last time I said I was going to do this, um, I didn't anticipate the break being this long, so I'm, I'm having to adjust. I'm really having to switch up the way I do things. That is why I'm out here outside versus the place I normally would record, which would be normally in the car, right? But I'm having to just do this outside and try something new because personally, I was frustrated. I had a lot of stuff going on, have a lot of stuff going on, and I haven't really been able to vent to anybody to kind of understand what I was going through, and I thought about what was missing in my life. What did I used to do that was missing in my life other than my, my dear family and friends back in the States, but I had to sit and really think about what was missing in my life, and it was just, well, this, and going to the gym. So I went to the gym today, and now I'm doing this, which I love to do as well. So, hopefully it works out, but this is a test. I didn't want to leave off doing 98 episodes 
like if I'm gonna end it, at least end it like you know 100 or 110 or something like that. So this will be number 99 at least once I put this thing out. And um, to be honest, I don't even know who's gonna listen to this because I haven't done this in a while and I haven't really been keeping in contact, haven't been posting old episodes, none of that. I just been kind of living my life, doing things, being the way, being inaccessible. So I haven't been doing my best to to put this out there. But, hey, for the people that stick around and still want to listen, cool. And anybody that knew that catches up or listen to anything, oh, ah, welcome you to it, man. Um, There's been a lot of stuff happened since October. A whole lot of stuff. And a lot of it I missed because I didn't have any access to to look at anything. I, I see the the one the one thing that really, really, really is blowing up right now is this impeachment situation with the, the current president and I don't really know a whole lot about it to be honest man I, I really don't like um I feel like that if it if it's taken this long to do then they were trying to gather as much evidence possible in order to make it actually work or they were trying to just create the stain after the Mueller thing didn't work to harm him for re-election which to me makes a lot of sense. You know, hey, if you don't think you're going to be able to get them out there the regular way, people are going to do what they got to do. And I mean, to be fair, you're talking about a person who doesn't carry themselves the best. There's always things going on. You got the whole incident with Ukraine and all that. So there's a lot of, there's a lot there to look at. And just as a, as a human being, just looking at this shit and thinking about, uh, the responsibility that this individual has, the standards and and uh, I'll just say the well, yeah, basically the standard and the expectations that other people and other occupations are required to uphold and expected to uphold, and how people in different jobs, whether it be like a government job or whatever, they get told they got to adhere to a certain standard when the person that should be setting the standard isn't even close to doing that. I mean, not even close to setting the standard of a decent human being, but another individual working for a government entity does anything close to this, and they're getting them out of there. Their job is ruined, their livelihood is shaken, and they got nothing left. Meanwhile, this individual gets to act a fool in the highest office in the land. And it's, it's kind of hard to look at and, uh, and watch and pay attention to. And luckily for me, being away, I haven't had to do that. I just get to see little snippets, read little, little posts the homies put up. You know, I haven't been following it enough to be able to speak intelligently about it, but I do know from what I knew before just how this individual carries themselves. So, no sympathy on my end. That same energy and that negativity you put out, you getting it right back. I mean, and and all honesty, this could still work out in his favor in the end. But he's acting like somebody that's guilty that don't want to be caught. That's how it comes off to me. You firing people that could potentially get you in trouble, trying to get them out the way. It looks like you're moving chess pieces on the chessboard. You know what I mean? And some and some might say, well, it's not it's just Jedi. He's trying it's some Jedi mind trick. He's trying to make you think he's struggling when in reality he knows that he's got this in the bag. He's just doing this to mess with him. I don't believe no shit like that. I think he knows, and I think people are just trying to spin shit to make it seem like. He on this game. People who have a grasp on reality understand what's been happening and what's happening now as far as the, the characteristics of people and how they act. 
that's just me. And I can't, like I said, I can't really speak intelligently about it. I just know I got to a point where I'm stable, where I'm going to be, where I'm going to live at. So now I can kind of start paying more attention to it, even though I don't. Like, I, <laughs> I don't want to, but I, I still will. Because it's like I have the ultimate excuse. Like, I ain't living there right now. And trust me, not thinking about this shit has been great because I'm usually the type of person that pays attention to these things and I haven't really been able to because I've been busy with, with you know, shit like my own life and new experiences in the new land. So uh, it hasn't really been on my brain. But of the two or the two to three big stories that's been going around, this is the one that like really, really caught my interest. So I had to kind of dig into it and, and see what was going on because... Uh, it's, it's okay to miss a lot, but you don't want to miss everything. And, <laughs> yeah, I just, I can't help but laugh, man. I just, I hope it goes the way that I want it to go. And I keep that to myself, but if you got any kind of sense, you know what I mean. And the other big thing that I was made aware of was the season that Lamar Jackson is having. Like, Lamar Jackson is out there balling. Like, I knew. My Florida State Seminoles were a victim of Lamar Jackson, so I've been aware of his talent for a minute. I just didn't know how quickly it would translate to the NFL game and if he would be able to do the same things he had been doing in college. And um, I mean, all the ability is there. Like they said, he can't, they didn't think he could throw and all that, this, that, and the third, but we all know how that go when it comes to black quarterbacks because of the ease of the athleticism with any quarterback that's athletic, they gonna, that's going to be the knock. Oh, he, they just like to take off and run. Like, don't knock that person because it's way easier for them to do that than do the cookie-cutter shit that y'all expect them to do. It's easier for them to innovate because they're just seeing things on a different level. It's them seeing lanes, them seeing the possibilities, them making the decisions to put themselves on the line and run the ball to advance the, the position of the team. It ain't always about them showing out. It's just a part of their skill set that they have. And they managed to do it well, like Steve Young did it all the time. Um, Mark Brunel did it. You know what I mean? So if you can see the lane and make it happen and advance the ball for your team, that's the, the name of the game is, is inches, man. Get as many inches and yards to get to the, to the end zone as you possibly can. So if they can do it well, shit, why stop it? And right now, at least, it's working out for Lamar Jackson. Now, when it, now when they get a lot of film on Homeboy next year, all that shit may change. And they get to lock down these tendencies. But for right now, man, this guy's a weapon, like a serious, serious weapon. So, I mean, the things he's doing have been done before, but not quite to this to the level with the throwing as well. Like, the running, we saw Vic do his thing with the running and all that, of course, but... What he's doing with his arm and his leg at the same time is like Vic didn't do it to this level at the same. He didn't do it like simultaneously. I think he he could throw the rock, right? But his legs were his most dangerous thing. This guy seems to be a combination doing that right now. Like it took Vic a little bit of time. He had to go do his time in jail and like rededicate himself to football to be a better passer. And his legs were still there, but his arm was was what was kind of kind of carrying him the second half of his career his cannon and like Lamar Jackson doing that shit like right now it's like he learned he looked he listened he saw and he realized like hey to be a marketable quarterback in this league 
what the skill set he has, what the ability he has, and what the his ability to innovate, you got to put it all together. You really do because the more you can do, the bigger the threat you are, the more it's going to open up the other plays for other positions on the field. So, I mean, if you could do it, do it. And the crazy shit is I ain't even really been able to see a game. I just been hearing shit. I, I haven't really seen that many highlights. I just been hearing I just been hearing the talk, like, from the sports show, like, just in passing. Just in passing. Um, it's been it's been insane. So, hopefully, I get a chance to see it. And it just makes me, like, think, like, damn, who passed on him in the draft? Everybody. He was, like, the last pick of the first round. And I just didn't understand how Miami didn't draft him. Like, you got a kid from the state of Florida. That's... You know, that's ass in the seats. People want to see that. And they whiffed on them, and I'm pretty sure they're struggling right now, and the Ravens are doing well. So I, I guess it's just one of those things that you get missed by people in your own backyard, man. ACC kid, too. Crazy. And now he in the league, tearing it up in the AFC. And it's going to be it's gonna be interesting to see where his career goes, but I hope it goes, I hope it really, really goes far. I hope it goes far. I hope he can continue to do this shit, except when he plays my teams. I hope the Bears and the Jaguars bust his ass up because I still owe him a couple from when he smoked Florida State. I think that boy hung 70 on the nose. Shit was crazy. And it was like that was the beginning of our decline for real when we got exposed playing Louisville because I believe we were fairly highly ranked when that ass whooping occurred. <laughs> so, yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for the kid, but... Not when he play against my team at all. Hell no. But good on him, though. And to, to bounce back to the person I mentioned a few seconds ago, Michael Vick, like, I don't know what happened with him. Uh, I guess he was trying to be like an honorary Pro Bowl captain or Hall of Fame. I don't know exactly what happened. Because, again, I'm getting, I get news late or early or whatever because I'm a day ahead. A few hours behind, it's, I'm like up 16 hours ahead, so it's early morning for me, late night, yesterday for me, where y'all at. So it's y'all evening time for me when it's, you know, morning, afternoon time over here. So when I get news, it's either like I either got it super late or it's either a day late or two days late, and I'm, I'm on a whole different mission. But I did happen to catch stuff on, um, on the social media's feed. And just seeing that something was going on with Mike Vick and seeing people get mad about it and this and the third, um, his supporters, because, you know, it, it, they they feel like they still harping on They're just trying to find any way to bring bro down. And I understand, like, I, I told I told people, like, hey, as an animal lover, cool. Like, I, I feel y'all. I, I thought what he was involved in was fucking despicable myself. You know what I mean? And that's something he grew up learning, thinking that it was cool. He didn't value those animals. He didn't value the dogs because that's what he grew up learning. And he went to jail. He paid his he paid his, he paid his debt to society. My man is kicking the shit out of this soccer ball. There's a young guy out here um, trying, trying to make these soccer goals. I said, I'm outside. He missed a whole fucking goal. hit one of these tables where I'm over here sitting at. <laughs> he, he trying, though. Fuck it. Um, but anyway, um, Michael Vick, he, he, you know, he made mistake. He made that mistake for a while 
it caught up to him. He had to pay his debt to society. And then once he did that, he came out. And whether it's for PR or whatever, he managed to to rehabilitate himself and become an advocate for the same animals he was hurting. So, I mean, to me, that shows a little bit of growth. And, and people will not want this man to have a job, this, that, and the third. And then I look at somebody like Big Ben Roethlisberger, who's on at least two different occasions been accused of, like, assaulting women. And nobody, nobody's out here talking about they don't want him to be the quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's been allowed to go on and gain income. Nobody's trying to impede this man from working. None of that shit. You got the defensive coordinator, or I don't know if it's a defensive coordinator or he's an offensive coordinator. I just know he's a coach at Ohio State who was apparently beating the shit out of his wife. You know what I mean? You don't hear people talking about that anymore. You got the kicker for the New York Giants who was beating the shit out of his old lady. You don't hear people talk about that no more. Nobody's tracking him down trying to fuck up his money, at least not on the same scale they're trying to do Michael Vick. Now, I understand that for some people, dogs are family, but a human is a human, especially when it comes to these women. Like, how y'all overlooking this shit? It didn't make sense to me. It still doesn't make sense to me. And my homeboy Felix was going, like, particularly hard about this shit. He's passionate. When he like to argue about shit, he like to argue about shit. He don't really let up, especially when you feel like he's right. So... I just kept seeing them posting and posting and posting. And I, I was sitting there and I just thought about it. I was like, hey, man, you got to stop arguing with these folks, man. And I shared that thought because my thing is like, why argue with somebody who mine already made up? You're wasting your energy. Because these people, these same people that are against Michael Vick and everything he's trying to do, in essence, they are Michael Vick in his undeveloped form because Michael Vick didn't value a being. He didn't value those animals, so he it was okay to him, you know, when they when when they were killed and when they were fighting and when they were using that reckless manner, it, he didn't think of it that way. He wasn't he wasn't really thinking about what he was doing because he, he grew up around that. That's the culture he grew up in, that it was okay. There was no real value to attach to them like that. It was like, hey yeah, I like dogs, yeah, cool, you go out there and fight, whatever. It wasn't he didn't really place a value on it. That's just me, the way I'm looking at it, right? The difference is he paid for his crimes, went to jail. I guess I, I don't want to say rehabilitated, but I guess I used that, rehabilitated himself to the point to where he was now an advocate for these same animals. The other side of that is that why I say the people that are against Michael Vick are in essence Michael Vick and his unrehabilitated form is because these people have not yet got to the point where he's at. And I say that because it is my belief that they don't value us the same way, especially athletes. They don't value us the same way. Like I said it before, black athletes, man, they got a rough black male athletes because everybody loves and hates the cool black guy. That's not the cool black guy. When you're the cool black guy and everybody loves you, you get this attention. There's going to be a segment of society that don't fucking like you. They're going to think, oh, you got things, he's the shit, whatever, it's that the third. It's that, that segment that feels like you shouldn't be where you at. There's, there's going to be people like that all the time. And with this situation, I feel like that's definitely what this is. 100%. 100%. They so used to seeing us killing each other or being killed or being beat up by police 
or the struggle. They so used to and comfortable with our struggle that when we try to come out of that, it threatens the comfort level of some individuals. And I'm saying some, not all, because I don't think all people think like that. I'm not that naive or that stupid or close-minded. But I will say I believe there's a certain segment of people that don't like to see upward mobility coming from us. They don't like they don't like the appearance of a level playing field, but like the call out that you ain't oppressed. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? It doesn't make any damn sense. They love to sit there and say, no, everything's equal, but when somebody, you got somebody who's clearly was, was guilty of a crime and did their time, cool, but then you got people grabbing, like saying they grab women by the vaginas. You got women, you got dudes twice accused of beating up girls. You got dudes beating up his old lady. You got other dudes beating the shit out of his old lady. They don't, they, it's all football. They names don't get drugged through the mud like this. You don't hear about it. But because it's easy to attack him because of his stature and his, and his status, oh, you don't want him to do nothing. You know what I mean? So you're dealing with people who have for generations seen us suffer. We have been tricked into thinking that it's, it's normal for us to suffer. If you look at it, and I always relate it back to music because that's what I know the most. If you look at music and you really think about popular black music, and I'm just going to use rap because that's what I know the most. If you really sit down and think about who benefits from that, all the jewelry, all the cars, all the clothes, all the women, all the houses, all the cash you see, if you really sit there and think about who benefits from that, a small percentage of that is the artist, is the young black person, right? If they are making that amount of money to be able to have those type of funds, who is making enough money to pay them? The same thing with athletes. Oh, this guy got a $100 million contract. You realize that somebody has to be able to pay them that contract, right? Whether it's a group of people, whether it's one person, some type of entity, somebody has to be able to foot that bill for these folks. So there's always, almost always, somebody else making that money that can afford to give them that money. Unless they're like 100% independent. But when you come to peddling shit like the drug culture and music and they'll tell you that the the positive or the conscious rap isn't marketable isn't marketable to who who makes up a majority of that audience or who made up a majority of that audience and i always take it back to music because when the music was about blackness and being black and brown and being in the, in the, in the inner city or whatever or in the south in the hood or whatever only a certain segment of society can relate to that. So that's who's going to go purchase that music because it relates to their experience. Now, when you talk about the drug and party shit, when that formula for success in rap music became became pretty much the formula and the pattern for success, there's not too many people that can't relate to partying. You could party in the city. You could party at your crib. You could party in, in the country. You could party anywhere just about get drugs and alcohol anywhere. So when you're talking that type of lifestyle, 
that shit relates to everybody and it's marketable. So now the people in the suburbs can take part in that shit too because they understand it to a degree and it becomes more marketable. So the, the companies that own the record labels now have a bigger base to market to. They have a bigger pool of people to target. So we get all the reinforced drug dealer culture being spoken to our, our youth and I don't give a damn what nobody says. If you listen to it that often, it's going to influence you. It's going to influence you. That's reasons why there's certain music for certain moods. People don't normally cut on rah-rah hip-hop shit when they're about to go study. They might cut that on when it's time to go to the gym or some rock music or some other shit when they're about to go to the gym or they're about to play sports. You want something upbeat, up-tempo. When you're trying to study, you want something low-key, maybe some R&B, maybe some jazz, maybe... Uh, country or something like that. That's your, that's your thing. Maybe classical music, but your you a lot of times your music reflects your mood and what you into at the time. But if you constantly get beat over the head, what I got cash, you broke, and I sold this, that, and the third, and then that's the constant visual you see is guns and women and cars and all that shit. Like you gonna think that's that is what it is because you're not in your in your young life as a 12-year-old, 13-year-old, 14-year-old, teenager, whatever, 10-year-old, you're not really going to see the doctor, the lawyer, the astronaut, the banker, the nurse, the garbage man. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're not going to see the interior designer, the real estate agent. You're not going to see the person who fuels the goddamn trucks. Like You're not going to see them nowhere glamorous. You're not going to see them in a situation where what they're doing looks like something you want to be into unless you found, you somehow as a young person found an interest and you found a niche for it and you and you dig it. You're going to see the actors, you're going to see the athletes, you're going to see the musicians, you're going to see those type of people. You're going to see famous people enjoying their adult life and you're going to aspire to be that because they make it look fun and carefree. That's what it does. And they market that lifestyle. That's why it's, you're not going to get common on the radio like that. You're not going to get most deaf on the radio like that. You're not going to get it because what sense does it make as a businessman for you to market to a small demographic? Especially now when, that dem when the demographic that you have, you have made almost disappear. The organic demographic, which was the, the, the black, the brown, the Asian uh, demographic that was living in these neighborhoods that, you can, that was really around this hip hop culture. And you know, in, the, in New York City, I would say you had, you had you know, uh, white folks out there too, but like the majority of it is that experience is black, black and Latino experience. So you go from marketing to that, to expanding it, well actually simplifying it and then expanding it to a bigger group that's what you got for over 20 something years and you all but squeezed out the conscious market to where it had to be on internet radio and blog sites that plays into the culture so the things that people see to them become the reality of people that's why if you ever look at images of countries like you see images of Africa you, you think you think woodlands you don't think that they got cities like um, Johannesburg where it's developed. You know what I mean? You don't think about 
Sierra Leone, you don't think about Lagos, Nigeria, how being developed, you think about bullshit. You think it's fucked up. So when you see somebody try to come out of that and try to come up and do something different, it's like, nah, 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 y'all do this. Y'all go to jail. Y'all shoot each other. Y'all sell drugs. Y'all fight dogs. That's what y'all do. Don't try to come out of that because you're going to challenge my comfort zone. You're not going to be on equal footing with me because I value my motherfucking dog more than I value you as a human being. And, I mean, that's just my take on it. That's the only thing I can see. They, they ain't there yet to where they look at you the same as them. So why fucking argue with them? Let them people go about their business. Don't waste your time. Don't waste your time. Because it's people that don't look like you that know that those people are fucked up. Work with them. And make them raggedy motherfuckers come to you. That's just my stance on it. Like, I just, I had to get it off my chest because it was, it was like burning a hole in my chest. <laughs> Looking at all this shit and, um, I just had to had to get it off, man. Um, uh, what I really want to say is I'm enjoying being away, but I miss it. And um, my time in Japan has been great. And I'm going to be here for a while, so I'm, I'm trying to enjoy it, trying to eat the food. If you, It's like they told me, like, hey, man, you can eat this ramen and shit over here, but when you get to Japan, it's going to be a whole different ball game. And they went line. I had sukune, which is like a chicken meatball. That shit is delicious. I've had real deal ramen, which is dope. I've had uh, Japanese curry, which is really good. And I really, really want to branch out and eat more and more different foods, man. So I'm not eating the same shit every day. I'm not trying to eat ramen every day. I'm trying to be able to eat something different, you know, on a regular basis. And then, I mean, because I know it's going to slow down. Once the family gets here, we're going to be in the house cooking this shit once we get a place to live. So... We're not going to eat this on a regular basis. So I need to get this out of my system now so that when the fam bam gets here, I know where to take them. And I just need to to get out and overall and, and get as much as experience as possible. I got to start studying so I can get some of this language down so I can maybe hit y'all with some Japanese words on this podcast. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's another goal. But overall, man, my experience has been great. And less than six months I've seen the Pearl Harbor Memorial in Hawaii which was was, was pretty sad it was fucked up um, oddly enough there were a lot of Japanese people there which I thought was kind of cool and then um, I actually went to Nagasaki a couple of days ago to where that uh, second bomb was dropped the second uh, atomic bomb and saw that site and that that shit fucked me up. Cause I don't dis discount, you know, the events that happened on December seventh, nineteen forty one, with the the air raid and all that shit. I don't discount that. That was fucked up too. They killed a lot of people, right? But the rumor is that U.S. forces were aware. That's a rumor. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I can either confirm or deny that. I saw that memorial, and I think because it was spaced out and because of the location, they can't really give it like a true, a true, uh, a true, true memorial like they did 
for the one in Japan. Like the one in Pearl Harbor is mostly like on the site where shit happened. A lot of those boats were sunk and they're just there on the water. And they left them there, you know, as a remembrance. But this spot in Nagasaki, they got a museum. They got a whole peace park and everything. And they're talking about banning the use of atomic weapons, which is some shit I can get behind. You don't really get the scope of it until you you go somewhere and realize that this was just 1945. This is, it wasn't that, that long ago. There's still people alive who were around that time. It's, it's like it's only 1945. That's the crazy thing. And you go there and you look and you get to read all the facts and see the exact spots where the bombs were dropped or where it exploded and see where they, they had a cathedral. They had to they moved the wall out, put it on display. The statues they got up, the museum is incredible. It only cost you $2 to go through the museum and look at it and get all this great information. I won't say great, tragic information, but information still. It's a... Uh, it's something to see, man. I'm glad I went. I don't know if I ever go back. I think once is enough. Like, unless the family get here and want to go. Uh, I can't foresee myself going back, but I'm glad I went. I'm really glad I went. Because it just it put a lot of things in perspective. Now, the weird thing is that you go there, and of course, it's a different country, so there's like no mention of Pearl Harbor whatsoever. None. And I think that's why a lot of Japanese go to Hawaii to see it. Which would just make sense. But like, if I had to wait or two, which was worse, without question, the atomic bomb. Because they dropped two of those motherfuckers. And it's just... Those long-lasting effects when you got people with diseases and shit and radiation and cancer. And it's terrible, man. It's terrible. Yeah. If you ever play Fallout like me, that's some scary shit. But all in all, man, I'm loving it, man. I'm loving Sasebo. I'm really loving uh, being able to be in a different country and kind of walk around the people are really nice really really nice it's super clean uh, it's super quiet and just overall it's really really peaceful existence and it, I guess this is what happens when you get uh, a group of people on the same page doing things in a way that's going to affect people for the greater good when you get a just a, a, a one-way thought of like, hey, we want to make this shit as good as we possibly can for everybody. So let's let's all get on one accord and move this way. And that's something I think that uh, any any group could benefit from. Like as long as you're not excluding anybody, like I'm all for it, man. I, I really think that this is something that um this is an example of what black people can do. You get on one accord, and then you execute, and you make you make it go. It's just something that's hard to do, to get a group of people thinking the same. Because there's always going to be rebels and outliers and all that shit. Cool. 
but just to, to be kinder to one another, to do things within the law to the best of your ability, like, to create little pockets of uh, economy so people don't have to resort to selling drugs, break that myth. You got Miss Universe Black, Miss USA Black, Miss America Black, Miss World Black, Miss somebody else Black. A small part of me thinks people that they trying to cash in on the black woman and shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? I kind of, I look at the long range play, like what are they trying to do? Go after that black dollar, market it towards black women, all I want a court. Maybe, I don't know. But for right now, I'm going to enjoy this shit and bask in it. Definitely going to bask in it. And I think uh, at this point, man, I'm going to shut this down. I'm, I'm rusty. I'm not going to edit this very well. If I can edit it at all, hopefully I can upload this shit today. But if not, man, I tried. And I will try again at some other point. I'm Like, I'm really looking to start another one of these. And it may continue off the same thing. And just, you may be downloading this podcast and then turn into something else one day. But I may end this one to start another one. But... If, when I become definite on it, I'll let you know. And I just seen a tweet from Skip Bayless saying, you can't be the GOAT missing late game free throws. So I guess LeBron fucked up at the end of the game. That's not cool, man. Don't do him like that. That boy about to be the MVP this year. For sure. But, yeah, thanks for everybody who, who held it down, who stayed who stayed with you, boy. I appreciate it. And um, hopefully I get this episode out. If not... I'm rambling at the end of it anyway. Just listen to it. Enjoy it. If you say you missed it, it is, goddammit. Y'all be greasy out there, man. Enjoy the U.S. while I enjoy Japan. Peace.